0: This episode of the Open GuardCast is due by Electrum Performance. You can use our discount code guardcast 25 for 25% off all their programs. And we're super excited today. We have a really cool guest. Uh, his name is Rico Statton, known as The Flash in uh, the GST community, we're representative of Team Lloyd Irvin. Um, you can follow him at Astro BJJ. You can follow his company at Astrology Worldwide on Instagram. So Rico, what's going on? How you been?
1: I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty Good.
0: Yeah, it's awesome to have you. We've been talking about having you on for a while. We're really big fans of your jiu-jitsu and, and your team. Um, I think I mentioned to you we had Malakai on. We had Vanessa Griffin. Uh, we had Array on as well. So we always have fun interviews with the, uh, the Team Lloyd Urban people. So thanks again for coming on. For sure. Cool. So you want to just uh, start out talking about how you got into jiu-jitsu? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We can do that. Um, okay, so I have – little bit of a it's not really a wild story it's just funny um Uh so i started jujitsu at age 10 i used to do like taekwondo before that and so i was already kind of familiar with fighting i've always been in that kind of realm Mm -hmm. um but basically i get in trouble in school a lot because i like i was real energetic and only thing i was doing other than um martial arts was playing football but when football season was over I was just kind of just like a ball of energy and I would get in trouble in school a lot so basically my dad um, put me in martial arts to get my discipline a little better and kind of hone my you know what I'm saying energy so sure. that's how that happened yeah
0: awesome so I know a lot of the Lord Irving competitors they started in coach Donnie's kids program was that something that you did or did you start in at Master Lloyd's academy
1: Oh, no. Okay, so, yeah, I started, I started in, um, so we all start in, like, the summer camp program thing, well, I did, Mm -hmm. I started in the summer camp program, but I didn't really start, uh, like, grappling until my first summer there, probably, like, that school year, like, when it started, because, um, I didn't know Macedonia or anything at the time, because I was just new there, and we have, like, summer camp groups, but I wasn't in his group um at the time i was under another person but i was still like a good student so everybody saw that i was you know what i'm saying potentially a good person to pick up on and you know what i'm saying just have mm-hmm. faith in. so i wasn't i didn't know master donnie at first when i first got there i was not in his group but when i started to see grappling um actually the way that it all happened was so i have my teammate um elijah elijah dorsey um so we were racing, and like I said, I had came from other sports. Like, I played football, and so I was still athletic, you know what I'm saying? So we were doing, like, like relay races and games just to see what every kid is capable of, and I was mm-hmm. just beating everybody in a race. So <laughs> I believe, I don't know how it happened, but they say that I got, like, a little rambunctious. So my instructor was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be a little rambunctious. Um, You ever heard of grappling? So basically, I was curious, I didn't know, but because I had won the race, I was hyped up. So, you know, he let us grapple, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I still liked it. So I wanted to come back. Um, I got beat up, of course, you know, um, but I wanted to come back and do it every, every since then. So that's how that started.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, so after you did the, the summer program, at what point did you transition into like a full-time academy, into a program?
1: um okay so so like there's like summer camp and then there's like the after school program like where people go to school and then they come to after school and mm-hmm. that's where I really like started like practicing more like I was playing football so um my my dad was picking me up from school but some days like you know what I'm saying football when football was over I would go to jujitsu, and there would be seasons where I would double up uh I'm not going to lie, I didn't really get that serious about it. I liked it and I was all in, but sometimes I would be at football games and, you know what I'm saying, I would have practice after the fact and I wouldn't be too happy about that <laughs> just because I was a kid and my freedom was already gone, it seemed. So, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't too happy about that. But i say it started picking up definitely, like, when school when the school year started and football is over because I started in sixth grade I continued to play football until I was in the seventh I started jujitsu in sixth grade I'd say mm-hmm. but I've been playing sixth football since I was in third grade so I was doing both for a little while and then I just chose whichever one that I thought that I'd be better at um so yeah it was jujitsu mm-hmm. even though I'm good at football too
0: yeah. Yeah. With those relay race wins, I'm sure you're good at football too. But, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of tough for kids sometimes, especially if you start in high school, because all your friends and all the kids that you're talking to every day, they're, they're playing high school sports. So when you go to jujitsu, yeah. probably not all your friends from high school are there. You can't socialize the same way. So you said you, you kind of chose jiu after like a couple years. Um, did you start competing in jiu-jitsu right away or did you wait until those couple years came up?
1: Yeah. 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 So, so I started grappling in, like, August, my sixth grade year. So, that's when school started, and that's when I started going to the after-school program. Um, I did my first tournament in, like, September. That's when I, I started grappling, like, seriously, like, in August. Um, I familiarized myself with it, like, in the summer, but mm-hmm. I got on, like, the program to actually start grappling and competing in, like, August. Like, actually, the first day of school, because I went there after school. Um Yeah. And then, so I did my first tournament in September, and I won, like, all my matches. And then after that, like I said, I was doubling up. I had a football game after that. And at the football game, so I did good at my tournament. But at the football game, I had got the ball. I was basically at the touchdown. The ball popped out of my hand. <laughs> you had no that's more grip strength. pretty <laughs> mad. That's pretty mad. Um, yeah, that's why you don't wear rash guards when you play football. Cause <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll slip out. So, yeah, sure. I was pretty mad about that. That's but that's
0: when, I was, that's when I first started. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, I like to ask people, we ask pretty much every episode, especially if you started as a kid, like, kind of how your experience was competing in the kids' ranks. Because I think some people, like Malachi was a good example, he was losing a lot as a kid. So he obviously went on to become an amazing competitor, do really well at the upper belts. But um, how, how did you do? You mentioned you won your first tournament. Did that streak kind of continue throughout all the kids' ranks? You You won a lot?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I basically, I went from, I went from novice. Well, I Actually, I've never competed in novice, but I went from beginner to expert in nine months. Wow. Nine months. Yeah. So by the end of next year, I was in expert division and I didn't lose really that much. But like my first tournament at expert, I think I won. But my second one, I, you know, I did lose sometimes, but just not that much, not mm-hmm. that much. And like my first my second tournament at Expert, uh I fought this kid in Nogi and for some reason I tried to do a standing Kimura and like gave up my back. Um n- not smart. But he beat me in nogi, so like that was my first time like losing in the expert division. He actually choked me. But then I came back and then I beat him in the gi. That's how I used to do it. If I lost in the nogi then most likely I beat them in gi. But um when I first when I first started I was winning for the most part. Yeah, I was winning.
0: So when you first started doing those expert divisions, you were still in the kids ranks. You were probably like a, an orange belt or a green belt. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Like, like I said, I had I had got to expert in like nine months. So I was still like a yellow belt in jujitsu when I did my first expert division. Um, but I was, you know what I'm saying, just doing it every day. We had a good team. So um, I'm a smart, smart individual. So I was able to mm. pick up and, you know what I'm saying, just, just fit in and be there. I that's
0: think. awesome yeah that's crazy i mean just the fact that you were able to compete in those expert divisions after like nine months of really serious training with competitors is amazing so so did you end up going to like the kids pans did you do any like bigger i j g f tournaments in the kids
1: ranks as well yeah i did um so so like i said i started in like august that that next february i was at kids pans at gray belt mm-hmm. i won my first year i had three matches um so then so that was my first year. Then my second year I won again. Then my third year I won again. And my last year my last year at Orange Belt I lost. It was it was fluke in my opinion. But <laughs> yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah, that's I won cool. every year that's- except that one. I feel like the kids who, who do really well at the kids' pans, they usually transition into really successful adult careers, like starting at blue and obviously going up the ranks. So do you remember what it was like when you, when you first got your blue belt? Um, were you competing against a lot of the kids that you had faced already in the, in the kids' ranks?
1: I actually didn't fight. Anybody that I fought in Nogi, I mean, not in Nogi, in like kids' pans, like in the kids' ranks, I didn't really see too much of, like, once I first, you know what I'm saying, once I got my blue belt, I didn't really see too much of the people that I used to fight. There's some people, but they were, like, always in another division, or just, um, we just never fought. So, mm-hmm. there hasn't been a lot of people that I fought when I was younger that I, that I fight now. Yeah. Except, did like you notice blue belt. The- yeah.
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Oh, blue belt, juvenile, that's when you start to see, like, the familiar faces. Um Yeah. Yeah.
0: So going from like the kids ranks to juvenile blue belt into like adult blue belt, was that like a tough transition or did you feel pretty well prepared? Because I think at the time you were probably still training with a lot of the TLI competitors, like those guys were doing really well in the adult ranks. Was it, did that make that transition easier going from the kids ranks into adult blue belt? Uh,
1: yeah, definitely. Because because before, before I was even an adult, I used to Competing adult divisions at Naga, and yeah, just 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 being around the gym, like seeing who was there, seeing what they're capable of at the tournament. I know myself better than I, better than others know me. I know that I'm capable of that if I put the work in. So that's what I was able to do, and the transition was pretty smooth because, you know, what I'm saying the people that we had at our gym, like Jamil, Master Malachi, everybody that's older than me, helped me a lot. And I was also grappling these people. Of course, they were beating me up, but they were also a little bigger. So when it came to people my size, I was able to um, deal with them. And nobody really could prepare for like my speed and stuff like that. So it was I had a pretty smooth transition, I say. And I was technical. Um, I've always had like good fundamentals and stuff. So I made a pretty smooth transition, I say.
0: For sure. So we talked about your speed a little bit like with the relay races winning all those when you were a little kid and then just just now talking about how you kind of incorporated that into your technique. Do you remember like when you started to develop your style because your nickname is The Flash like I mentioned. You have a lot of really flashy moves. You're really fast especially when you're on top passing the guard. Do you remember when when you first started incorporating those type of techniques utilizing your speed into your game?
1: I've always used my speed, even when I didn't know how, because being a small person, that was all I had. I wasn't really stronger than others. Uh, I was technical because I had to be. So when I put that with my speed, which I was already, you know what I'm saying, I already had, and that's what I was using to my advantage, I knew that I was fast before anybody could tell me. So um, I've been doing it for a long time. But you know what I'm saying, as you get older, you just learn how to incorporate it better, more sneakily. Mm-hmm. um more bursts of explosions when people don't expect um, i'm still learning for real i'm still learning but that's what i've picked up and that's what i'm continuing to build on right now
0: yeah that's um, awesome do you feel like so uh, i feel like there's some grapplers out there like some you know really famous ones like terry Ray is one of them who uses speed a lot uh, jacques who's uh, but there's there's some others too but were there any guys like outside of team Lloyd Irvin that you would watch that you kind of study and be like, wow, this guy's style is cool. Leo Vera is another one that kind of comes to mind. Um, were any of those guys or anyone else outside of your own team, were they particularly, particularly inspirational for you?
1: Yes. Yeah. I got a lot of people like, so definitely before I, before I even competed at the worlds, um, I was there like watching everybody else. So I got to see like everybody before I knew everybody for real. Um, A lot of people inspire me. My, I say my top five definitely Bruno Marsine. I like Teddy. I like Teddy. Um, I like Butchetta because he's so wild and he's fast for his size. Like he's huge, but he's fast and he's very like exciting. That's what I aim to be. So Mm -hmm. Um, those three, Marcelo Garcia, definitely. Um, I say my last person. I like I like Leandro Lowe a lot and I like Kron too I like Kron
0: yeah Kron was so fun to watch coming up like his brown belt run and then his early black belt days he he was really fast too and his ADCC win I think that was 2013 but yeah he was whatever the noogie
1: is too like he was cooking
0: oh for sure (laughs) yeah that makes total sense like all those guys I feel like I can see influences of all of them in your game when I watch you compete so that's really cool Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we talked about like your inspirations and stuff and also like some of your main training partners were Jamil and Malachi, like the guys that you were training with the most coming up in the gym or were there other guys kind of closer to your guys or girls closer to your age that you were training with a lot too, that are really good competitors now?
1: Um, so honestly, I didn't really start grappling Jamil and Malachi that much until like probably like. Juvenile, that's when I started, like, grappling with them more. But um, coming up, we had we had a decent amount of people, like Elijah. I don't know if you know him, but he he definitely, like, um, is a big one.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a
1: teammate named Maya. Um, we had a teammate named Kobe. We had some people, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, um, some people stay, some people don't, I guess. Uh, no hard feelings. Uh, and the other people that were there, they they helped me. But there was definitely more people than just them two around my size that helped me develop as well. They just don't train that much no more um, yeah because like that might seem like a little crazy because I don't know how other gyms are but like you said like my gym um, it's not really that much jujitsu going on over over here so um, what I noticed is sometimes it's kind of hard for people to stay with jujitsu like once they hit high school or because like you said it's not really that many people talking about it and unless you're like really plugged in or talented or you know what i'm saying that's what you want to do sometimes that seems to fall in the back end for a lot of people um well for a lot of my teammates growing up um so but the, the people who we needed to stick are there though so we are good yeah definitely
0: no that's a really good point i think you made because especially in an area like you said where it's not a jiu jitsu hotbed it's kind of hard to make a career out of jiu jitsu so i think some people get to a certain age and they kind of have, they're at this crossroads like do i pursue a career outside of jiu jitsu and and a certain level of comfort or do i keep basically living like a very i don't want to say poor lifestyle but like a very like modest lifestyle and able to be able to just compete and train as much as you need to to really get good results so, uh, one thing that I think is really interesting about you is you obviously have a really like good social media presence, people know who you are, and you have this this brand, Astrology, Astrology Worldwide, is that what it's called? So yes, you, wanna ta- you wanna talk about that? Because I feel like that's such such a cool thing, and such an important thing for someone like you to do, like not just focus on training and competing, but to, to kind of have this, this project on the outside that also helps build your brand and just people associate with you. I mean, that's, I, I can't even, emphasize how important i feel that is for someone someone your age who's competing in jiu-jitsu so do you want to talk a little bit about like your initial inspiration for that and just kind of how it's been going so far
1: all right bet this is my that's my favorite part yeah all right <laughs> um okay so uh i just started i started astrology in like 2018 well that's where i got the idea it just came to me like i don't even know how it just came to me, but basically astrology means, um, astro, by the way, I changed my name from the flash to astro because I'm going to just explain it and it'll all make sense.
0: But, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Um, okay. So astro means like always see the real opportunity. And I take that a lot of ways because, um, I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but you know, when, when you're an individual and you have like a tendency to be good at whatever you do. Like you said, you kind of have to face um, a decision, like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, you have the modest lifestyle where you can go to school and do what you do, or you can pursue something extreme and, you know what I'm saying, reap the benefits. Maybe not when everybody else is reaping their benefits, but a little bit later down the line. And Mm -hmm. for me, I'm not really that patient of a person, but um, something that sticks with me is always, like, listen while you're winning, because always see the opportunity like maybe you may not see whatever it is at the end of the road like today but if you stick with it you know what i'm saying you have to see it through so to, to get there and to get to the end of the road so that sticks with me a lot and so astrology basically is a metaphor for like my mind because like space is just like so much stuff just like mm-hmm. no limits, no ending, no limits. So like that's why my brand's like like built around space because I feel that a lot of people's brains and my brain, your brain has endless space that we haven't tapped into, but we just have to get there eventually. And then when we when we see what's inside that space and we bring it out, that's when, you know what I'm saying, magic happens. Uh and then so I spell it like that, you know, astrology with the zodiac signs and all that. Mhm. Um, I'm into that, I guess. I, I like how it gives everybody a sense of individuality. I don't judge people's personality off that, but um that's cool to see that something like that can have that impact. But I spell mine with a G I at the end because a shallow is a ghee and that's what we'll be wearing. So <laughs> I wanna make I wanna make a shallow ghee's very soon. Probably probably this year. I'm just waiting for like um I'm with A P right now, so We'll see. I would I would like to collab with them. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be, be awesome. Great. Um, but yeah, so that's where it, um it has the jujitsu impact on it because the gi and it, it's all gonna come together. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing is so astrology and my 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 slogan is kind of like out of this world, and that is kind of how I live my life. Kind of how if I make a project, it's going to be out of this world. And what out of this world means is just um, not seen before. You know what I'm saying? When when something's out of this world, it's really not something that we see often. It's from a different place. Um, that's how I want my jiu to be. That's how I want my brand to be. That's how I want everything that I'm bringing to the table to be because that's how that's what's going to make me individual that everybody remembers because I want to go far. I want to go really far. I don't wanna be like anybody else. Um, Of course I have my inspirations, there's nothing wrong with that. But Mm -hmm. I wanna make sure that I'm um, recognizing my individuality. And you know what I'm saying? This is my best way to do that.
0: That's awesome. I feel like you have a super powerful and like important message too. Because in Jiu Jitsu, I feel like everyone's in like, their individuality comes out in some way or another. And so you're kind of like, okay, my brand is based on, you know, seeing into this other aspect of my mind and like being an individual and all that stuff that's really cool i I really like that so um did you think at any point before you came up with this did you ever have any ideas about maybe transitioning to like a regular job or getting a nine to five were you always kind of seeing yourself going down this different path and doing having your own creative outlet (laughs) uh
1: man i'm not gonna lie to you i still i still contemplate what i want to do sometimes but as I get older, as I get more mature, I'm seeing like what's for me and what's not. Uh, I'm only twenty. You know, I still I do go to school. I'm in PG right now, which is a community college and mm-hmm. we do online. And so I'm trying to figure out if I really wanna to go to my next school because that's money and I really don't be paying attention in school. Not <laughs> not because I'm a bad student, it's just because that's not really what's on my mind. What yeah, it's ever. not your passion. Yeah, just like when you know, that's like focusing on going to school when you have something that's going to be worth a million dollars or a billion dollars one day. Like, why would you even, you know what I'm saying, throw that away? But I guess, I guess you have to, it's better safe than sorry. So I'm still learning. I don't want to go to school, but at the same time I do. Um, if I do go to school, I really like um, film and like electronic media, film and studies. So like creative direction. That's where, that's where my ultimate position will be when fighting is kind of done. I want to be on some, some directing movies, helping others like come up with fight scenes because that's all I'd be thinking about and implementing like my creative things from my brand into it. Music videos, all that type of stuff is stuff that I like.
0: Yeah, so. that's awesome, and I feel like the the world is very different even than when I was in college. Like I was in college. 12 years ago now it's been kind of a while but i feel like back then even just a decade ago everyone kind of thought you had to get a degree you had to have this like very particular career path and now there's people there's kids that are 14 years old making millions of dollars on youtube like social media Great. is a legitimate way to make money and as an athlete i feel like even more so cuz you're already in the public eye and you're just kind of leveraging the image that you already have to to kind of build a real career, so it's kind of crazy, but I think that's that's really cool. I'm really happy to see someone your age like doing something like that and really taking the initiative and not just you know asking for handouts or anything like that. So just wanted to let you know that that's really really a cool thing to me.
1: Yes, um, a big part a big part of me starting a brand is uh, kind of for not for money, but because I'm I'm not Brazilian or anything, so. When, a lot, you know, my road is just getting started. I'm a Purple Belt. I have a lot more to do. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? There are a lot of Purple Belts and stuff who are our sponsor, who help, who get help get into these places. I'm not Brazilian, and I, I'm not going to say that I come from, like, the slums, because that's not what it is. But at the same time, I'm not in the best position either, which is why I wanted to start my brand, because um, I know how fire it is, and that can that is something I engine that could take me from zero to 100 with time. So that's definitely a big reason, too. Yeah, absolutely. It'll all work out.
0: Definitely. And another thing I, I noticed just talking to you for just a little bit, like I can tell you're a really creative person, like you think outside the box. I mean, that's kind of what your whole brand is based on. Do you have any influences from outside of jujitsu, maybe like music or film or like books or anything that kind of inspired uh, astrology?
1: um honestly it's 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 completely like an original entity pretty much this all comes from within
0: from from you
1: yeah it all of course of course i have inspirations um i like music a lot i like music a lot i don't know how it would um inspire me to for with astrology um i'd say astrology is that don't just That's just a a star that was floating in the sky. I just caught it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't
0: know. You got the interception. Just Just picked it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, but before, like, I do have a lot of um, inspirations. Like, I like music. Uh, Lyrics really get me going just just because even though I'm not a rapper, a lot of times the rappers feel like they're the one that's going to make a difference. I feel like that. So I relate to that um, a lot music awesome. i relate to entrepreneurs t- 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 talking about business telling me what to do um there's a there's a lot of people who inspire me for real definitely if definitely. you had to pick
0: like a few rappers and maybe a few entrepreneurs who have like really inspired you just not not anything related to jiu-jitsu but just inspired you as a person who, who would you choose
1: um okay uh all right so my favorite rapper one of my favorite artist is drake a lot of people hate Drake, I don't know why, but yeah, for me, he, he inspired me because, <laughs> bro, just listen to this man's lyrics. Like, like, he just puts you in the situation that you want to be in, and, you know, he talks about Enemies' success and how he's always going to be great and how he's getting greater. Like, that's the type of stuff that I need to hear. I don't know about everybody else, but I like to hear that type of stuff. I like Elon Musk. People... People with crazy ideas um, that turn into reality over, you know what I'm saying? I just like people like that. So Drake, Elon Musk, um, definitely Michael Jordan. Definitely Michael Jordan.
0: I'm from Chicago, like so record. music to my even ears. Though he
1: lost, <laughs> even though he's just lost. But, but look at the, the these people, like, look at the way they carry themselves. Um, you know what I'm saying? And the impact that they have. And that's what I'm always aiming for. So those are the type of people that I strive to be like.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like all those people have, like, a larger-than-life type of image. Like, they, they exist kind of beyond just their, like, basketball career or their rap career or their fighting career or their business career. They're just, like, the, they're, they're icons, basically, if that makes sense.
1: Yes. Yes, they are.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So... Talked a little bit about your brand, some of your hobbies outside of jiu-jitsu. I um, kind of wanted to talk about who's number one, because I felt like that was a big kind of coming out party for you. Um, a, a lot of people yeah. knew you before that match, but even more obviously with the flow grappling coverage became familiar with you. So do you want to talk about what that match was like to you? I, I know you faced, it was Robin Bolin, right, it was your opponent? Mm-hmm. And you had faced him once before in no-gi, um, so do you want to talk about the match specifically and kind of what that did for your jiu-jitsu career and your for your uh, name recognition?
1: uh okay, so first and foremost that 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 experience was just like really like humbling, and I really enjoyed it because usually like when I go to tournaments, like i said i'm not i'm not um I don't really travel that much yet because I still be in school and we're on the east coast, so it's not that much going on over here, but yeah. that's gonna change you know what I'm saying I'm gonna definitely travel more but what i'm saying what I'm getting at is that that experience is very humbling for me because that was the first time that somebody flew me out to fight. I was in Cali by myself without like my team. I mean, they were down there too for kiss pants, but I had the hotel room to myself, mental clarity, um, just everything. So that was really a cool experience to see just because I'm like, dang, I got, I got myself here in Cali free, free hotel. Then I get to put on a show. Um, as far as the mask goes, it was it was cool. It was cool. I definitely wanted to style a little bit more. Um, as far as what it learned and what I what I learned from it. Just I'm just I'm on Michael Jordan time. Just I'm just striving to be great. Like I don't even know. I, I just I, I can't wait to get back out there. Like, to the pandemic I didn't really get to compete that much. Like that was the only time that I really competed last year. So yeah. There was a there was a lot of times that I was like oh I don't even know what I'm gonna do because jujitsu is on the back end for me and I think I think a lot I, I mean my mind be racing on a different a lot of different things so like during the pandemic I'm like bro what am I gonna do you know what I'm saying I was still waiting for jujitsu but at the same time I still got all these other ideas that I want to get out but at the same time it's not so I was a little frustrated um in a pandemic but. That match definitely showed me that I'm top-notch, that I belong, and who's number one? I belong with the best of the best, that I am the best of the best, for one. And, yeah, I'm definitely waiting to get out there again.
0: Yeah, that was a great match. I I know a lot of my friends were talking to me about it. All the Jiu-Jitsu nerds were were buzzing with that match because it was just, like, a lot of transitions, and and it was just a fun match to watch. So do you have aspirations to fight, like, other super fight events? Like, obviously, you probably want to get on who's number one again um do you want to do like fight to wins do you want to do other other super fight events too uh
1: okay can you still hear me
0: yeah yeah i can hear you oh
1: that do uh some of my screen went a little oh okay do i have do i want to do all the other events oh yeah everything everything like anybody that hasn't seen me i want them to see me like i because because a lot of people tell me that i'm special and i think that i'm special too and i just want to show the world that because, yeah, I mean, I do, I'm doing it for myself, but mainly I'm also doing it for my brand. Like, imagine, imagine that I can't name anybody that's doing kind of the same thing that I'm doing. Like, they could have a jujitsu brand, but my brand is like legit in my opinion, and it has like potential to just be like huge if done right. And I'm not gonna say that my brand can't make it without jujitsu, but when it does, when I do put myself in a position with jiu-jitsu, like, the impact is so much better just because of everything that I'm bringing to the table within the brand. So that's why, I like, I have to, like, push forward. I, I need everything. I need everybody. I want yeah. to be at a tournament.
0: I feel like the super fight events are almost better for you then because there's a stage, there's big lights, there's, everyone's focused on one match. So you can kind of, you know, wear whatever you want to your walkout. Uh, yep. People are going to see that. your gear Gi, obviously. So are there any super fight events that you haven't done that you really want to do? I know Malachi, we talked to him about Spider a lot because obviously Jamil has competed in Spider. And uh, it's such a sick event. So is that, is that one that you kind of have your eyes on?
1: Spider, yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but they actually, they actually um, invited me like low-key last year. Um, yeah, they invited me low-key last year. But I couldn't go cause pandemic, and we would have had to quarantine for two weeks. So just like, but definitely there, definitely there. I haven't been out of the country, so that would be my first experience for that one. Spider, definitely. Um, I've I've already done fight the win. combat see where they be smacking people. <laughs> do that too.
0: You should, that would be awesome.
1: Point to the big dogs. I'm with all of it. That's awesome.
0: So how did you uh, – how were you able to to handle the pandemic this year? I know you said you didn't really compete. Like, who's number one was kind of your last one. But um, how – were you able to train? Did you still feel like you were able to make yeah. progress with your jiu-jitsu, that type of stuff?
1: Yeah. I was able to make progress, and I was able to train. And I say this, to if anybody's going to listen to this podcast. Uh, sometimes, like, breaks are really beneficial. Like Like, when you sit back and just – kind of like relax I was I was always progressing in practice because I always had like a goal there's always somebody in the room that I need to be better than and um yeah and you know I'm saying just training to be the best um but when you when you I I, I think I was kind of stressing myself out because I'm like training for a living like to make a lifestyle out of it so I was kind of stressing a little bit too much Because if something's not going my way or a tournament's not going my way, I'm like, oh, my life is over because this is what I'm doing for my life. Like, I need to Mm -hmm. win. Um, But I understand that it doesn't work like that. And uh, you shouldn't be afraid to lose because through losses is where you gain the most skill and, you know what I'm saying, just ingenuity and intellect because you just lost. Like, you have to improve. So, um Honestly, my mind just got, like, a lot better. Even though I took a break, like, I took, like, a two-month break just because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And just because I had everything else going on, like, focusing on my brand, too. I took, like, a two-month break. I came back. I was, I was, I felt brand new. Like, like, I just hit a new level. Like, yeah. I went from Flash to Astro. <laughs> Flash, is just, Flash is just fast and good and astro is astro's the real one astro's that's out of this world cool. astro
0: learns his jiu from mars
1: <laughs> yeah astro learned his jiu from aliens who who don't train on the earth so he's yeah. coming with some different stuff
0: that's awesome yeah you, another thing that you that i was thinking about that you mentioned earlier in the interview is that your mind's like always racing and i feel the same like i have a million different things in my head at, at once so i feel for people like us, when you have a break and you have time to not think about ten million different things at once, it really does help you. It's like hitting like a reset button.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Like traveling, like it's good for like mental clarity. Um. Cause that's the only time where you have like time to yourself for real. If you're here, you're gonna go train. If you take a trip, like you're like just like literally like one with yourself. And you just for me um i'm sure you too like mind racers if there's something wrong like we're gonna think of a hundred thousand things to fix that problem which is why i consider like that's probably why why jiu is good like you know what i'm saying or just just be just because that uh, yeah my i mean mind racers is it, it can be frustrating <laughs> a, long, a lot it can be frustrating like i can't even figure out what to say that's not my, my mind racing no i
0: completely i completely understand like Sometimes you have so many things you wanna say, it's like, okay, which one do I even prioritize? <laughs> like there's just so yeah. much going on in your head at all times. I can completely relate.
1: Or just like what what do you even want to do? What do you even want to pursue? Like those thoughts go through my brain a lot. But as I'm getting older I'm starting to realize like what's 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 real, what's not, what I need to actually think about on a on a deeper note and what I don't need to think about. Um so Definitely the biggest thing to the pandemic is just mental growth and I think that is gonna show a lot in my jujitsu and it it already has. Like in practice I'm doing better and just goal setting. Like, I don't know. I'm excited though. It's it's it'll be straight. It'll be good. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. So I just have one more question for you. Um so you started when you were when you were pretty young in jujitsu. I think there's a lot of even more kids that are starting when they're young nowadays. And I think eventually it's gonna become a legitimate not that it's not a legitimate career path now, but it's going to become even – the opportunities, if you decide to be a full-time jiu-jitsu athlete, are going to be – there's going to be more of them as time goes on. So what advice do you have for someone who is maybe just starting jiu-jitsu and they're just kind of at the point where they're considering, like, hey, I, maybe I can do this full-time. Maybe I can make a career out of this. What advice do you have for a person in that position?
1: Um, okay. What advice? Be great. Like, um, do not do anything – to be average at it because average is what is not what's going to get you what you want. So if you do decide to take this path, you need to train as hard as you can and train hard and also train smart. Like the, the, the best BJF BJJ athletes are technical, but they're also smart. They're smart, smarter than usual. So like to people if they're watching this, I'm going to say just like study a lot. Um, I didn't really study that much coming up. I did. I watched videos. But when I, when I started getting older and I'm just, like, noticing the habits of all the black girls, you start to understand their timing. You start to understand why she's doing this to open this up. Just, you know what I'm saying? just You just have to just grow. and just. The biggest thing for me that threw me off or that throws me off is just not staying in my world. I would say stay in the world. Stay. If you like fighting, stay in jujitsu. Stay in the combat world. You can relax, relax your brain, but always just keep that at the pedestal, um, and have something else that you do to combine along with that, um, because it's gonna make the progress a lot better for you, a lot funner, and you're gonna feel like you put, you bring something more to the table other than just jujitsu. Um, that's a big thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think all the people you mentioned that you take inspiration from, they've all done stuff like that. They all have a brand or they all have a company. They've all made an image for themselves that exists beyond beyond just their name. So I think that's amazing advice. So that was all the questions I had for you. But is there anything else you wanted to talk about or any shout outs you want to give? Anything like that?
1: mic is no. open
0: it's free <laughs>
1: i don't i don't have any um i don't have any shout outs or anything Oh, shout out my sponsors. shout out my team shout out the gang no cap uh i like oh i'm gonna start a youtube channel soon though so bam, awesome
0: bam. we'll definitely share that when it's up but yeah do you want to talk about that a little
1: yeah um i don't really know what i'm gonna do yet but <laughs> it's gonna just it's gonna be lit it's gonna be lit i want to have my brand um in there, so when things change, everything goes with that. Not just leaving the brand behind, you know. I'm gonna be doing tournament vlogs, cool stuff. I believe that the best way to document life is to record because um once that happens, we don't really have a way to live to live those moments again. But memories we have forever, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm cool. also dropping a song in like two days. Oh, man,
0: that'll be crazy.
1: <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> but I, I, do make, I do make beats occasionally, and I'm not that bad. I'm going to get good. I'm going to get good.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to have to post them on your astrology page, um, maybe with, like, your product launches. You can have a beat in the background. That'd be pretty cool. For sure. So thanks again for coming on. This was an awesome conversation. Like I said, we're huge fans of your jiu-jitsu and, and obviously everything you're doing with astrology. So thanks again for coming. And yeah, hopefully we can have you back on again soon.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, for sure. So this was Open GuardCast episode 74. So I want to thank some sponsors before we sign out. Um, election Performance, you can use our discount code Open Guardcast 25 for 25% off their products agro brand we want to thank our uh, academies excuse me marcio andre jiu-jitsu and marakabo bjj Um, also high tier photography and break new ground and yeah thanks everyone for listening this was episode 74 with rico Santin astro bjj make sure you follow him on instagram and yeah you'll see more of his stuff
1: on our page as we share it so thanks again rico and we will see everyone else soon.